We meet in an hour of change and challenge. Ten. In a decade of hope and fear. In an age of both knowledge and ignorance. The greater our knowledge increases, the greater our ignorance unfolds. No man can fully grasp how far and how fast we have come. Nine. But condense, if you will, the 50,000 years of man's recorded history in a time span of about a half a century. Stated in these terms, we know very little about the first 40 years. Eight. Except at the end of them, advanced man had learned to use the skins of animals to cover them. Then about 10 years ago, under this standard, man emerged from his caves to construct other kinds of shelter. Only five years ago, man learned to write Seven. and use a cart with wheels. Christianity began less than two years ago. The printing press came this year. And then less than two months ago, during this whole 50-year span of human history, steam engine provided a new source of power. Newton explored Six. the meaning of gravity. Last month, electric lights and telephones and automobiles and airplanes became available. Only last week did we develop penicillin and television and nuclear power. This is a breathtaking pace. Five. And such a pace cannot help but create new ills as it dispels old. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer, to rest, to wait. If this capsule history of our progress teaches us anything, it is that man in his quest for knowledge and progress is determined and cannot be deterred. Four. We shall send to the moon 240,000 miles away, a giant rocket more than 300 feet tall on an untried mission to an unknown celestial body and then return it safely to Earth. Three. But why some say the moon? Why choose this as our goal? And they may well ask, why climb the highest mountain? Why 35 years ago fly the Atlantic? We choose to go to the moon. We choose to go to the moon. Two. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing. Not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that goal will serve to organize and measure the best of our energies and skills. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept one we are unwilling to postpone. One. And therefore, as we set sail, we ask God's blessing on the most hazardous and dangerous and greatest adventure on which man has ever embarked. Zero. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> this is Cynic with your boy, Frankie Franks. Chitty, chitty, bang, bang, chitty, chitty, bang, bang. Cue the gong. No stone unturned. <laughs> We're coming at you live in lockdown Berlin. Hey. Man, crazy. What the fuck is going on over there, huh? Shit's getting hot over here. I know you said that Christmas has a potential of being canceled in Berlin. 
because of the the sudden spike in COVID cases. Mm-hmm. But one thing I want to tell you, Cynic, is that Christmas is a spirit, man. I love the holidays. I don't really consider Halloween a holiday. It's just more fun, you know, for me. Even though, you know what, I haven't dressed up in a really long time, and I think I want to dress up this year. And of course, me entra la picasson to dress up when we're in the middle of a pandemic and nothing is open. Because <laughs> when everything was open, I was that guy that was like, look, I want you to partake and have fun. But I'm not the guy to dress up in a sunflower outfit. You know what mm, I mean? It's just not my thing. No. It's kind of not my thing. It's like wearing a jersey, for example. I used to, bro, I have authentic Wade jerseys. I have a super sick Miami Heat jersey collection. But I don't wear it no more because as a grown man, I have a problem with wearing another grown man's name on the on my back. I'd rather say my name on the back versus some fucking random strangers. Right? I've, gr- I've evolved to that point where it just feels weird. So, but yeah. Christmas is never canceled. That's all I wanted to say. It's in your heart. No, no. I hear you. The thing is that Christmas, um, part a big part of Christmas for me is the family getting together. So with the restrictions that we're dealing with now and expecting or assuming where this is going, chances are that we won't be able to get together like we planned. So Christmas is never canceled really but it won't be the same you know when it's just three of us at home and we'll enjoy it don't get me wrong but it won't be the same atmosphere it won't be the same feeling christmas is different for me because as i guess as a bachelor i don't mean i'll spend it with the people that i have in my life at that time you know but um Mm -hmm. i don't really have the sense of because you know our our mother lives somewhere else our brother lives somewhere else you live somewhere else. So for me, it's different is what I'm trying to say. Um, so that's why I guess it won't be much different for me this year because I usually spend it with the people that in my life <laughs> and we keep it moving. But I'm sorry to hear that yours will be affected. The beautiful thing about Christmas is the family aspect. But let's see. I mean, I'm just assuming maybe something will happen and it won't be. But even if it's big just an you, issue. your wife and, and your shorty, man, your, your son, it's all right. That's what I'm saying. I was saying it's going to be good. Uh, Don't get me wrong. It's going to (laughs) be Christmas. We're going to make the best of it. We're going to not going to have 30 people. We're going (laughs) to we're going to enjoy the time anyway. I don't know how we got into Christmas because that's not what this episode's about. Me neither. But that was fun. But I tell you what's going to be at this moment about Florida woman. Bum bum ba da dee down. Shall I uh, do the honors? Please do, man. I think the people are itching. They want to know. Time to scratch that itch. All right, here we go. A Florida woman has been charged with child neglect after she was accused of leaving her seven children home alone for months. (laughs) You're a Debbie Downer cynic. I really tried. I got you pegged. I really tried. I got you pegged. Got you pegged. You you would you would be surprised how many Florida woman stories I go through to make sure that I pick an appropriate one. One they were worse than this, by the way, and no one dies here. So allow me to <laughs> right. continue, please. Please do. So North Miami Beach police arrested 35 year old Eli Diaz Nines. <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce this woman's name. It's not your fault. It's a mouthful. Eli Diaz Nines Perez on Wednesday. According to a police report, officers received a 911 call on August 27th from a boy who said his mother had not enrolled him in school. Investigators say the boy and his six siblings, who ranged in ages between 4 and 17, 
were left home alone since around July 17th. The day before, on July 16th, Perez's current husband was arrested for child abuse involving her 16 and 17 year old children. When he was released from jail, a stay away order was issued. So what did mom do? <laughs> I'll tell you. Instead of staying home with her children, police said she opted to stay with her husband instead, leaving the kids to fend for themselves. <laughs> Perez did not leave any contact information for the children to be able to find her. <laughs> Detectives said the children had very little food in the house and told investigators they had to eat rice for breakfast because they didn't have anything else. The kids told the officers they didn't have any clean clothes because they hadn't been to the laundromat in two months. The older children told police they'd rather live in foster care than in their current situation. They said a family friend in San Diego had offered to take care of them, but the children said their mother refused to give up her parental rights because she gets a monthly check for two of them. The Florida Department of Children and Families took all seven children into custody. Officers charged Perez with seven counts of child neglect. Now I have to apologize, Cynic, because it might have been my slight ADD that kicked in. Is this a foster? No, sir. Woman, like this is also oh, this, this is, is the mom. Somebody who birthed <laughs> these seven children. Yes. Okay. How does she get a check for two? Maybe disability or something? Because usually you get a check for. Damn, you know. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're like, uh, no, I asshole. Think, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I assume that she's applied for some kind of assistance. Like government. And if the assistance, kids are young yeah. enough, then uh, they probably she probably we'll gets get it. it. Yeah. It's just incredible. I mean, the husband was was charged with abusing two of her kids, and went to jail because of it. And when he was released, because there was a no, what was it, a keep away order or whatever. He's meant to keep away. She decided to keep away with him. And she left with him. And left all the kids at home. And then, like, I'm just reminded of that episode when we were talking about why some people just shouldn't be allowed to have kids. Don't deserve children. What the fluff? It's hard, man. It's hard to... Because I usually like to make light of this. <laughs> but I, it irks me, man. Because there's so much of that going on where you see that a woman just chooses her mate above her children and i think as a woman there has to be something instinctively that that comes into you like most women have i think they do yeah most of them do unless they're most, broken. Women, most women do exactly most women have that it's just a switch like look i love you but these are my kids they're your kids too but you're tripping right now and these are my kids you know most women have that 99 percent mm -hmm. but we have that one percent that they're just more selfish and it's more about them and to think to leave them there with no food and the worst part about it though is when she had the opportunity to sign over the rights to the family friend in california i think you said yeah she san said diego. no why because san diego because she gets a check for two of them that lets you know right there man that it's just you don't deserve to be on this planet bro you are fucking filth and i'm sorry I'm just very, I'm very bothered by that, man, because it's something that, that's one case, Cynic. That shit happens, bro. It's happening right now. It happens all over the fucking world. It's just sad, bro. I feel for those, for those kids. I really do. Yeah, me too. Me too. That was uh, jaw-dropping. You don't really know what to say at some point. It was, it's just like too much, dude. It's too much. There can be no Floor. excuse ever. Ever. 
So there you go. Florida woman's always a doozy. Florida woman. Florida woman, I told you last week. I warned you people last week. Yo, it ain't always Florida sweet. Florida woman son. ain't always rosy. Bang, bang. <laughs> cool, man. You got a double dipper for this episode because you also have fun fact. I have fun fact. And I'm going to get right to it because my fun fact is a bit long. So let me hear more of that great voice of yours, baby. Hear me that, with that fun fact. Let me know. Mm-hmm. Great voice. Yeah, I really, it's a fat I really voice, do love your remember? voice. I knew, I knew you were gonna think it was so, a shot. I knew you, bro. I really like your voice, man. It's sub, it was subconscious. Say. You just had to. You, you just realized. Like, let me hear some more. You of know that what? Fat voice. I was, <laughs> I was actually gonna say, let me hear some of that warm mahogany voice. But then I'm gonna be. He was gonna be like, bro, my warm is my voice is a warm mahogany. I knew you're gonna. So I was like, let me just hear some of that great voice of yours. <laughs> so that's why maybe it sounded ingenuine, but it really came from a genuine place. Carry on. Fun fact. Okay, as most people know, Apollo 11 was the mm-hmm. shuttle mission. Not shuttle. Sorry, that was before the shuttle. But that was the uh, NASA mission that was to put the first human beings on the moon. Right. What people don't maybe know is that that mission came close to ending in disaster multiple times. So it was a three-person crew that started out um, in a in the command module. Yeah. So this is one of their uh, ships there. At that point, so they were just arriving at the moon. All three of them are in this command module. Two of them, Neil Armstrong, who you're probably familiar with, and Buzz Aldrin, transfer from the command module to something called the lunar module. And that lunar module is meant to disconnect and then go down to actually touch down on the moon, leaving one of the astronauts behind in the command module. Okay. Uh, his name was Michael Collins. It, Why is he not important? It's Why not he that he's not important. That was just that's just how... <laughs> that's just mission, man. It's a mission. I just, I've, I've heard of Buzz... You know, I've heard of, of Neil, but I've never heard of this guy. Dude, there were six missions that went to the moon. Have you heard of any of the other astronauts? <laughs> nope. I might drop some names later. Not that anyone's going to recognize them, but yeah, it's kind of screwed up. Do it. All right. So as soon as the separation from the lunar module or of the lunar module from the command module happens, the problems begin. Right after the separation, the radio link to the lunar module where Neil Armstrong is with Buzz Aldrin. That starts to flake out, and the guys over in um, Mission Control are having trouble communicating with these guys and getting data from them, right? It was intermittent, so it was getting bad to the point where they had to really decide whether to continue with the descent or not, because at some point, if they didn't get, if they weren't getting enough information, they couldn't risk to making the descent. So the, basically, the radio was in and out, Buzz Aldrin messes around with the antenna. It doesn't really help. It's just enough that they can continue the descent. So they decide, let's keep going. That's one. That's the first thing. Now, while they're dealing with these communication issues, as they're descending, a master alarm inside the lunar module goes off. And it's showing some error code. The error code is 1202. Maybe it doesn't mean anything right now, but there's a reason why I'm saying it. It's showing an error code 1202, which... When you translate it, basically means that the computer is overloaded. The computer, remember these, the technology back then was, this technology was all in its infancy, right? Um, the computer was overloaded with data. 
And it was so bad that it was throwing this error. And basically what the error is telling them is, I've got too much data. I can't handle it. I'm going to reboot and restart. This is what this error is, is about. So um, now they're trying to manage this thing. And the guys in Mission Control are like, okay, as long as the error is intermittent, so it's coming and going, we can still go. Let's keep going. So the, the error comes and goes. And as it comes back, they realize, okay, <laughs> the error is back, but it's the same error. And as long as it's the same error, we will keep going. So they keep going and they're descending. This master alarm is going off. Yeah. And it's telling them that they have, there's this problem. Any minute that shit could just, the computer could just shut down. At which point they would have to abort the descent. But aborting the descent is just as dangerous because the computer's flaking out. You need the data to be able to get abort, you know, make a safe abort. So that's the second thing that happens. Now, as they're descending, they start to get a low fuel warning. They're about 100 feet from the moon's surface, and they get a, a warning that they, are, that they have low fuel. About 60 seconds of fuel left, basically. And... They were not sure in the beginning if it was going to be enough to actually land. They did obviously land. When they landed, their estimation is they had 15 to 20 seconds of fuel left. If they would have run out of fuel, they would have just dropped. And there's one other thing that I didn't mention, but it was also problematic. When they separated from that command module, um, mm. the command module had, because it was everything is moving up there, it had given a little more speed to the lunar module than was expected. Long story short, when they separated and were descending, they realized as they looked out to where they should be landing that they were o going to overshoot their landing spot. So when he looked out, and I'm talking about Neil Armstrong, instead of seeing a nice, clear, plain, flat area to land, he saw huge boulders and huge craters everywhere, like a field of craters. So... Because they overshot their actual landing spot. So he had to eye, yeah, look, <laughs> to see if he could find a spot. you tell me he had to eyeball this he shit, He had bro. to eyeball a spot that was clear enough to land this thing. Otherwise, he could have hit a boulder or freaking rolled off into a crater. <laughs> That's how precarious that entire mission was. And that was just at the landing part. So there's your, those are the fun facts. I couldn't really just tell you one because you needed the context. Yeah, it, was it just ties crazy. in. Thanks. I need a new, a new pair of pants now. It's crazy to hear that because in Disney they have this ride in Epcot, mm -hmm. which Epcot, by the way, when we were younger, was a park you never wanted to go to. And yeah, I promise it's going to make sense, right? This I, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring this around. Give me give me a chance to work here. <laughs> it's the park you never wanted to go to, but now they've. They, they came up with the genius idea to come up with different countries, and now you can drink around the world and eat around the world. And that's where I go to Germany, where I actually told you uh, about a month yeah. ago that I was a food and wine. I always go and I get the bratwurst there and stuff. They have a ride that is like a simulation of you. I forget what it's called, Space Something. Mm -hmm. But it's a simulation of you sitting down in a rocket and being you know blasted off into space. And the way they create the G-forces which many people don't know, but because I know the little bit that I know about what I know, <laughs> is they, they spin you around, right? That's what creates that that, um. that pull. You get in this in this uh in this contraption and you're like, all right, you know, the the fucking the seat belts are real deal, right? They're like I'm like, man, this shit 
shit's mm-hmm. really con- making sure that I'm confined, like I can't move. And then they're like, all right, everybody's ready. You're like, yeah, they close the door, boom. I'm telling you, you have like two inches of space, bro. And I'm not claustrophobic. This is not something that typically mm-hmm. I have an issue with until this experience. I was like, all right, this is not this is not cool. But I had to keep my shit, right? Because I'm not going to be a bitch and be like, open the door. <laughs> when I have a little girl next to me that's like, go, this is the fourth time I've written it today. Go, go, I want more. But I think about how, like, how fucking crazy that simulated experience was for me. And I hear that fun fact where it's real life, where if you misjudge, if he doesn't look at the right place, if he doesn't choose the right place, if he doesn't make the right decisions, that could be the end, not only of the mission, but the end of their lives when there's so much on the line. I hear that and I'm like, man, that is some next level stuff. Because in a simulation, when I knew it was fake, I was freaking out. Imagine what they felt, man. Bro. Fucking computer coming in and out, all that shit, man, is crazy, dude. Crazy. When I when I was doing the, re- the some research on that, I realized I'm I won't say I realized, but I I couldn't help but feel like some of those people back then were just they were just different people, bro. They were just Space different cowboys. people. Like all the things that they accomplished, that I mean that whole moon thing, that whole program. I don't even think we could do that today. Not technology-wise. I think just, like, commitment-wise. Dude, I mean, 400,000 people were involved in that. 400,000 people. And and a lot of that technology... Let's just call it half a million. Sounds better. (laughs) Half a million. From the spacecraft to the, the computers, the software, or, you know, whatever they were calling software back then. All that had to be created. None of that even existed. They had to create all of it, test all of it. Like we know about Apollo, but before Apollo, they were doing all kinds of tests to to make sure, you know, to to be able to make sure they could get someone to the moon. There were the Mercury missions. Then there were the Gemini missions. Then came the Apollo missions. All of that required the creation of things. And people died, obviously. Our astronauts died uh, here on Earth yeah, in, in an accident. Yeah. And every yeah, yeah. every setback, every death, everything, all gave them, all taught them things that they would eventually improve or change for the you know for the eventual moon landing missions. So the things that they did, the things they went through, it was like superhuman. Some of the stuff, and they did it with technology. It sounds, I think, no matter how much you say it, you don't like. It's hard to really fathom it, but with technology that was less powerful than one of the f- cell phones we carry in our pockets today. If you can really believe it, it's hard to believe, but you can look it up and find it. The amount, the joke of of memory that some of these, that these c- computers had, the joke of, of processing power that it had, it, it was like flying and doing all these things with the equivalent of a toaster in terms of power. Like an Atari. It was crazy. It's really crazy what they what they were able to accomplish, and all that. And then people, there are people who think it never happened. <laughs> and we're gonna get into that because I was one of those people. And then I watched the documentary, and it, I'm not gonna say that it completely changed my mind, but it really had me thinking differently. It mm. had it gave me the audacity to even believe that they would have staged it because before it was like cocky American, <laughs> first ones to the moon, <laughs> you know, it was kind of that, <laughs> that experience. But I want to, I want to tap into, cause you were touching on, you know, getting into it briefly. And I just want to expand on it a little more. 
the people that were on the front end of that space exploration, right? The people that had, that people had to deal with, you know, technology that really wasn't, I mean, I guess if it's all you have, it's all you know. So I don't think they went into it thinking like they were lacking. It was cutting edge for them. It was cutting edge for them. But, you know, we think about how much we've progressed and how much better we've gotten at that. It's crazy to think that they were, they went back then. But for those people that were really on the front end of that whole uh, space exploration thing, I think all of them in their mind know that they're willing to kind of die for their cause. Yeah. They hope they don't. They hope they don't. But this is so like, this is not traveling the globe. This is leaving Earth and its atmosphere and exploring to the unknown before we even knew what was out there. I just Mm -hmm. think it takes a certain amount of guts. And I know that you say that you don't think that we will ever have that type of commitment because you said about 400,000 people were, if you think about everything that came before and and leading up to that point, I don't know. I think there's always going to be something in people. Just like I have the love for conversation, I have the love for music, I have the love for education. I think certain people have that that love for exploration. That that's what makes us great, man. That's what balances us out. You know, everybody having kind of different different dreams. So at least that's just the optimistic side of me. I would hope that we would never lose that. But to think that we would ever get four hundred thousand people behind one cause uh, like that again, even with the technology we have, it is it is pretty tough to to believe. Yeah, you're right. I mean, so there are a couple of things. So when it comes to something like what we were talking about in that episode regarding the environment and like the sacrifices that entire countries would have to do to really get it under control, that's more where I thought I don't see it happening. With something like space, I think it takes really a global effort and really it would take a lot of sacrifice. Yeah, Things would have to change in a way to really make an impact. And I don't think people would be down for that. And if there's you know the the upside of it the 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 benefit of it is not something that's also sounds so exciting right to say oh we want to improve our environment so that in 10 20 50 years things are nicer people want immediate satisfaction that's why i think that's a harder thing to believe but with space flight or space exploration i should say i think it's more likely possible because there's a lot of money involved in there um, you there there are every like rich country or major I don't know how to define it, but most first world countries maybe that's a good way to define it have like a space program. You know it's you have a lot of people that are really interested in exploration and combine that with today how a lot of it is is coming together with private companies getting into it. I think, SpaceX. yeah, I think it, it would be something that would still happen. I think it could still happen. I just, the kind of commitment that they had back then, I think today, I think it would be different. It would look different. I, I don't know really how to exp- express it, but what you said is, is exactly right. Like these people are, they're in it for better, or for worse. They're completely committed to it. Yeah. And they'll be willing to give up their lives for it. I'm sure you can find a handful of people like that today too for to, you know to go to space to go to Mars or something. But back then, dude, I mean they were literally just there was no one before them. Like now we can at least take advantage of the people who did this before and the things we've learned so far. They were blazing a trail. That's that's this crazy shit, man. Is that you're since you're on the front end of it and there isn't anything to compare it to, you are the guinea pigs in a sense and you yeah. hope that everything goes right but yeah. deep down inside you know that the numbers are against you and like you said there was lives that 
unfortunately were, were lost and, and perished in, in those in those trials. But it was for a bigger picture. That's that's great. That's selflessness. And in the world that we're living in, cynic, selflessness is not something that we seem to to understand anymore. And I think that ties into you know what you're saying. Like, yeah, you'll always find a group of people that would go to that extent for the cause. But to compare it to at least the the commitment back then, to even fathom that we're able to get half of that number, tough to yeah to see. You know, I think that's a good way to put it. I think that selflessness that existed back then, if it exists today, I wouldn't say it doesn't, but it's different. It looks different. It's different. It looks different, man. I just wanted to touch on the one point you were talking about the the commitment of those people and and being willing to sacrifice even if it meant their lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I learned when I was doing the research on this that uh, Neil Armstrong, he had a daughter who was two years old who was diagnosed, I think uh, I think it was with cancer while he was doing all the prep for all these for the mission. Mm-hmm. And even while she was undergoing treatment, he was still training. And she died before the, he even went to the moon. He kept training. He didn't like stop. He didn't drop out of the program. She, she had, she was, I think she had cancer. She was getting treatment. She went home at some point and then ended up passing away from, I think, pneumonia. And if you read the story of this, it was like, first of all, it's like, it's, it's, it's totally sad. Yeah. That, yeah. that, but in the face of all of that, he, was still going and doing his training. He was still in the program, and he still went to the damn moon. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, I I don't see people with that kind of metal today. I really don't. Maybe Just I'm say wrong. Cynic. Maybe I'm you wrong. don't see you don't see people with that type of balls, right? Yeah. I mean, the they has them swollen, man. They said he was he he was a per, his character was also it had something to do with it. He was the kind of person who. You could even argue it was unhealthy what he was doing, but yeah. he he could just focus on his thing, yeah. And he yeah. wasn't like yeah. overly emotional about stuff or whatever. And so, as sad as he was about that, and there was an account of when he was on the moon, the, him thinking about her and wanting to slide down one of the craters because he knew she would have loved to slide down there. He actually oh, thought about yeah. doing it. He was thinking about her in that moment, but. He could completely compartmentalize That's and completely crazy. switch from the, what he was going through and his family was going through to the mission and just be totally focused on it and function. It was impressive. It was impressive. Man, without people sacrificing to that extent like he did, you have to think, are we even... I think somebody eventually comes along, but are we even where we are today with space exploration without those type of sacrifices? Mm-hmm. And that's why, man, when we talk about people being different, like his different were to his advantage in the sense. And I'm not going to say that I'm sure he mourned the, the death of his daughter, but ultimately, bigger picture, we're all proud of, of you know, that he was able to, if you believe that he landed on the moon, that he was able to kind of compartmentalize, like you said, and push to the side still and still get the job done. Mm-hmm. If you don't have somebody off center like that, right? Maybe maybe that doesn't happen, but we're that's that same person that we put into with that type of personality. We put him into society and we isolate him and we and we make him feel like 
he's weird or he's not cool. Yeah. You know, we all have a fucking role to play, I guess is what I'm saying. Even the introverts, even the people that are considered different, we all got a role to play. Yeah. I want to talk about some of the... Conspiracy theories? The conspiracy (laughs) theories. Yeah, I guess that's a a good way of putting it in reference to us not landing on the moon. I first want to pose this question to you. Everybody knows it was a race between us and the Soviet Union to the moon. Do you think that they're the ones that, or somebody from that side of the fence, are the type of people to bring these type of conspiracies up because they're bitter because they lost? And it wasn't something that they were able to accomplish, or is it coming from like credible sources? You know, funny enough, I have not come across many references. And to be honest, I haven't come across any references to the former Soviet Union or Russia today peddling the conspiracy theories. It's not to say that no Russian believes the moon landing was fake. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there is a percentage who do. But as a state, yeah, as a nation, I didn't. I haven't come across anything uh, about them actually pushing that idea that it was faked. And actually, that's one of the rebuttals that some people use to prove that it wasn't fake. Because it was th- what they're saying is, look, Russia and or the Soviet Union and the U.S. were were in fierce competition, and. You best believe that if the U.S. faked the moon landing and and the Soviet Union had some sort of proof that they would have been screaming, you know, all over it from the top of they the mountain, all over it. Yeah, yeah. And they and there was enough. There wasn't that. So, at least as far as the Soviet Union is concerned, I don't think that they're a big pusher of these things. What I came across was that there was some some book that was written. I don't remember the name, but it's it, it was considered to be at least partly the beginning of these kinds of conspiracy theories. Some some dude wrote a book. I'm sorry, I don't have the name. I I was not pre- pre- planning to talk <laughs> about that book, but um, I did come across that. Yeah, and in that book, this author starts or is talking about yeah you know, various things that make it seem like possible that maybe that things didn't happen the way we've been told, along with <laughs> the internet and, you know, all these things coming together, the theories just exploded. And then and then there were some things that were weird, mm. which helped to build, fuel that fire. Like the flag waving on the moon? How about that? How, how in that picture where he's saluting that famous image where he's saluting the American flag on the moon? Okay, I'm going to tell you what I read, first of all. I don't want to come off like I'm some kind of authority because I can't give you proof. What I read about the flag situation was when the flag was pulled out from wherever it was, it was already kind of crumpled up a bit. It was put into the ground or yeah, into the ground in the moon or on the moon uh, surface. And because there's no atmosphere, there's no wind. There's very, there's only a fraction of the gravity. Um, The way that the photo was taken is exactly how the flag was. And, of course, if you just see an image, you think it's it's in the middle of being of waving, but it isn't. It was literally just static like that. And there was um, some, was it a photo or a GIF? It was some sort of animation that they showed. But it was, what they did was they basically showed one photo where the astronaut is standing in the, in, in the frame 
and the flag is, is there in front mm-hmm. of him. And then they show another photo where that same astronaut has slightly moved, like he's slightly turned to one side. And the flag is in the exact same position. Which means if there was some wind that was causing this flag to actually move, then when, when, when that second photo was taken and the astronaut clearly moved, which shows time has passed, the flag would look different. Something would be different. Yeah, it would be... F- you know what I mean? It would it would have moved in some way. Yeah, but I the do. flag is static in the same exact position. What about the shadows? Have you heard about the shadow theory? Yeah, I did. Well, well, actually, are you talking about the shadows like being in the wrong direction kind of thing? Yeah, they're saying that what it what it looks like is that there was a fucking like a studio set up. <laughs> you guys are assholes. And they're saying that the way the shadows of of the actual flag and even of the astronauts. If if you think about where the sun was when mm-hmm. they were on the moon, it doesn't it doesn't correlate to the shadows that are in the picture. And what it seems like what they're basically saying is that it seems that there was a fucking studio light far right that was casting these shadows in that light. Because if they were really on the moon and you consider where the sun was at that space and time, that it wouldn't cast the shadows that it was casting. That's basically their argument. Maybe they're grasping for straws, but and that's something I've always heard, but yeah, back when back when I was into this whole thing from the side of I don't believe that we really landed, I did come across that and it was one of the things that kind of reaffirmed for me that it was faked. In preparing for this episode, having done new mm-hmm. research, I didn't come across that particular issue or an explanation for that particular issue, so I don't know what what that I don't remember exactly. Uh, I only remember vaguely, but I don't know what is the explanation for it. Yeah. I, I did come across the light on the moon and the idea that it looks like spotlight in some places, like there's a spotlight being used. And for that argument, I did see like images that were the ones shown to the public, which were touched up and you know made to look, let's say, better. And the original. Mm-hmm. And in the original, that spotlight effect is much less pronounced. And they and, and the explanation was that based on where the person who's taking the photo is standing, yeah, and the way the sun is actually hitting them, even the light reflecting from even from the space suit of the person taking the photo, even that creates some sort of reflection reflective light or whatever between that and the way the, the 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 moon dust also reflects light they compared it to like you know how when you see street signs like stop signs when you get close how it has some yeah. faint reflective reflector thing? they compared it mm-hmm. to that those things together yeah make it seem like there's some sort of light extra focused you know, in this one area or this one photo. But it's not the case. But the fact that they touched up these photos to make them more visually pleasing or whatever only made that more pronounced. And it made it look really like it was a spotlight. But when you look at the original photo, mm-hmm. um, if that was all you had, you might not come to that conclusion. because It doesn't really look like a... It's not that strong. So, again, that's what I read. There's also the crosshair thing. Mm-hmm. The ca- the cameras, the cameras had um, this, you know, crosshair on on them, 
mm-hmm. which were used to. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not sure if they were used for measurements or to focus or whatever. Yeah. In some in some photos, mm-hmm. those crosshairs appear behind some objects, which should be physically impossible, right? If the crosshair is on the camera's mm-hmm. lens, it should be it should in front, be in of, front everything. of everything. On top of everything. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and and that was another one of the things that when I was looking into this years ago, I was like, "There's no way. There's no way. What what are you gonna, how are you gonna explain that?" <laughs> I don't know how it is to be on the moon, and I don't know how it is to have a vantage mm-hmm. point from moon to Earth. But I know another thing that I came across was if it was real, they were like, "Why can't you see the stars? Like you should be able to see the stars in the photo, and it just looks like a black mm-hmm. backdrop." And Maybe they're grasping for straws because none of us know from that vantage point how it looks. You would assume that you could see stars, but this, just automatically assume because you can't see stars in those photos that it's staged, I think, is a far stretch. I do think some things, like you said, were were doctored in the sense where CGI came into play just to make it more maybe appealing. That's not CGI. The, so like the crosshair example, that's CGI because it's computer generated. What they did more than likely is that they were maybe in some photos they took out the crosshairs to make it more appealing. And then in other photos they didn't. And maybe they spliced those photos together, which is why you have the appearance of a crosshair on top of something when or behind something when that shouldn't be the case. You know, but because CGI in the sense where a computer is involved in in altering it. I think those photos, yeah, shouldn't have been touched. Uh-huh. No matter how grainy they looked, no matter what the case is, don't touch them. Because if you don't touch them, then there's no room to say, well, why this crosshair theory? Why there's no stars? Uh, you know, this, that, and the other. If, if we know that they've altered them even in the slightest sense to make them more appealing, uh, you know, for humans to, for whatever reason, I'm sure it's to monetize it in some, some sort of fashion. But I think you not touching them, you know, you clean your hands from from those arguments, but because they did, now it leaves room for what what else did they did they fuck yeah. with? Another one that I came across was the moon landing is fake because you can't see Armstrong's camera. I guess in the reflection of his shield, of his face shield, mm-hmm. the camera never comes out. Oh, there because there's a I think there's a, a picture of him, and I actually I'll send it to you, and we'll post it on our social media again, guys. Don't forget to check it out. And I was promised I'll stop being annoying about that. But there's a picture of him that's that it's right. He's kind of right in front of him, but there's no reflection of the camera coming back at him. I just sent it to you All on right. WhatsApp. So there's an astronaut in the reflection who I assume is the one taking the photo. What you can't tell, and to be honest, I don't... I. I with the quality of these photos, it would be hard to say that you can't, that you should be even be able to see a camera. Like, if we're looking at the same photo, the astronaut looks far enough away, you can barely make out that that's a person. It looks like a white blob. So there's not enough detail to even see, to make out that that's really a person, much less the camera that he's holding. You know what I mean? I... I uh... I mean, I can see, I see what you mean, but I can see two legs. So I know that's a person. Yeah, you can tell it's a person because basically because of the two legs, because everything else looks weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So, but don't, I mean, did they crop this photo though? Because from the distance that he seems that he's away from him, like with the exception that it was a further shot and they cropped it to make it look closer. 
That's another thing that's throwing me off as well because it kind of looks like he's taking a selfie. Obviously, you know he's not because his arms aren't extended, but as far as the proximity yeah, of... Yeah, it looks much further away is, than the person is in the reflection or looks exactly. much closer, sorry, that's, than the person in the reflection. Yeah. that I don't know if it's cropped, but you're that's, right. That is weird. That's fishy, man. That is strange. It looks really weird, man. That is strange. Um, it's one of those things that I'm I'm guessing can be somehow explained. I want to show you something. I'm going to share my screen with you. Let's do so it. You can see what I was referring to. I'm going to send you another picture of the shadows, which is, again, another one that we'll post on our social media, guys. Hold up. Cool it, brethren. Cool it. 22nd time out. It's your boy Frank in the post-edit room. My stoners, here's what I'm going to need you to do for me. I need you to go ahead, hop on over to Instagram, hit the search button. You're going to type in at no stone underscore underscore. Or now that I think about it, if you're already there, the ad isn't necessary, but you follow what I'm saying. No stone underscore underscore. Hit enter. Once you get to the page, you're going to see a video of what Cynic is talking about so you can follow along. How much easier can we make it for you people? Man, well, now that I actually think about it, video would be a lot easier. But I said I'm working on it. Give me a few more episodes. All right, but back to it like we knew it. Guys, make sure while you're there, hit the follow button, you filthy animals. All right? We appreciate you. Enjoy. Peace. So, do you see what I'm looking at? I am looking now. So, this yes. is an image of the flag. Can you maximize yeah. that screen for me, if you don't mind? Thank you. So this is the image of the flag. You see, it's a bit crumpled up, mm -hmm. right? It looks like it could be something that's waving, right? There yeah. is basically the... Do you see the astronaut? You see his left arm? I do. How it's slightly out? Mm -hmm. Now watch the next photo, how he's slightly turned. See that? So I'll go, go back. back. He's, he's facing more to the right in this photo. You see his right hand is up here because mm -hmm. his fingers are past, just peeking past his helmet. Mm -hmm. And he's facing more to the right. Now he's going to turn left a bit. His hand is away. He's facing forward. Now, if you take that and do this, you see that? Those are the two images. Yeah. Now, look at the flag. It hasn't moved it at all. Moved. So, clearly the astronaut has moved. So the flag would be in some sort of different configuration. So that I just wanted to show you that because I came across it now. So it does seem, it does clearly seem like he's changing position, and that flag is is the only thing that hasn't yeah. moved, which would lend to the argument that that's just. I'm sure they probably pulled it right, unaccordioned it, and it kind of just kind of stayed in that yeah, position. Yeah, just stayed they, static. They stretched mm -hmm. it out, you know. Exactly, exactly. This is the one with the light. I don't know about the stars thing, man. But yeah, the stars thing I wanted to talk about, too. This is the one where it looks like there's a spotlight. You see that? This is the photo they touched up. Yeah. That's why they shouldn't have fucking touched it. And you, I think this might be the same one where you can talk about the reflection, because you see that? I think this might be the same one that's being used for the, for the, for the camera thing. It does thing. seem... Because, yeah, it looks like everybody's in that same position from the picture that I sent you. Yeah, exactly. So let me show you this image. Not touched up. If I can. Here. That's the original. Maybe maybe it's touched up with some uh, HD because that's pretty goddamn clear. But look at the ground. That's really clear. 
That sort yeah. of spotlight effect that was right around here behind the astronaut is gone. It's gone. They should have just left it that way, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, like, we don't know actually what, what is true. It, it could still be the case that this is all bullshit, but... I mean, the the answer to some of these things makes sense. At least to me. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Again, I I want to I want to believe we did it. I want to believe we did it. And certain things were debunked, you know, for me. Like the whole flag thing. You know, I think today with talking through it and sharing information, I feel di- I feel more confident about that because it was something that concerned me before. So, there was something else that I actually wanted to talk to talk with you about talk about the stars. Yes. Looks like it was in the studio, Cynic. Looks like it was you know, in the studio, man. I would think you would have the like the best view from the freaking moon. I think there are two things happening. But I don't know. I've I think there are two there. things happening. One is mm-hmm. there was training happening beforehand on some sort of a set kind of place. And there yeah. are photos of that somewhere. And I think that adds to the to the theories, yeah. Like, you know, people saying, look, here, you, this is how they did it. <laughs> this is exactly how they did it. They were in some studio. So that's like the one thing. And then the thing with the stars, it's like even the astronauts, I think Neil Armstrong said himself that he doesn't remember seeing stars when he was doing his spacewalk. But they did see stars when they were in the ship. So the thing is, it seems like the part of the problem is that the simply the light from the sun, apparently, is enough, it's strong mm-hmm. enough that you can't make out the stars. So it's kind of like being in a city here. Yeah, if you're in a big city and you look up, the light pollution from the city makes a lot of those stars not visible. That's why these people who are into stars and stargazing and they go to like remote areas i'm that person i'm those people yeah do you have any place like that is there any place like that left down there where you can go and there's no light pollution from a city yeah where i experienced that is where in that area that will leave unnamed yeah. where my mother lives because there isn't light pollution you have the best okay stargazing experience it's hard to hard in the city just because of of that very fact but yeah there definitely are places here in florida where you can get to and it's uh it's amazing dude it seems fake sometimes yeah yeah. so that is um why when they were out and when they were taking these photos Hmm. you don't readily see uh stars uh it's just plain and simply it's too much light from the sun so i mean imagine there's no atmosphere there either so the sunlight is it's going to be when because they're there during the daytime the, you know, the moon's daytime, right? So yeah. I imagine that that light is so strong. Uh, it's not that hard to believe that you can't see these pinpoints of light. Um, when you're on the surface of the moon and the sunlight is reflecting off the moon and off your 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 suits and everything else. Of course, when you go away from the moon, um, then it would make sense that you would see them or see them much more easily. So that star argument is yeah. a bit, eh. 
and it boils down to none of us know the effect that that has of being in that vantage point because there's only a handful of people, you know, thankfully. How much people have gone to the moon after us? It's a good question. I'm glad has you anybody asked. Gotten there eventually? So there were only six successful missions. Just, just, to, just to finish my thought, there's not a lot of us that know how it looks from there, so it's all speculation. Yeah, of course. You know what I'm saying? That's all. But yes, but tell us, tell us, uh, who else has been there? Yeah, of course. A lot of this stuff you just have to, <laughs> have to take on faith. <laughs> Sounds weird to say that, but we don't fucking know. So there were in total six successful missions that put people on the moon. All six were American missions. Apollo 11, 12, 14, 15, 16, and 17. And Let's go. in each of those missions, there were three-person crews. And I believe, I believe, uh, let me see. Uh, I can't confirm it, but I think there was always the one staying behind and then the two going down. So if that's the case, mm. then up to 12 people, I guess, would have been, been stepped foot on the moon mm. in total, ever. And all Americans, you said. They were all American. All 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 Americanos? um, Missions, yeah. Come with it. There's a. (laughs) I'm surprised the Germans didn't get there. The Germans? The Germans were in the shambles at this time, dude. There there was uh, East Germany, West Germany divide. The Soviet Union was in control of the East, basically. 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 Yeah, they were still recovering from the war. Do you think if they weren't if if they weren't at war at that time, do you think they would have? Because I mean, German ingenuity is amongst the best in the world. Yeah, I guess if things yeah. would have been different and there wasn't a war, yeah. maybe. I think they had they had they definitely had the smarts. They definitely had the the drive. It's just a question mm-hmm. of whether they would have been, what would have. What it would have been the driving force for them to get into that race. Because the whole thing with... Exactly. This is a funny thing. Like, this whole space race thing, it wasn't... Like, John F. Kennedy is known for pushing it. Or at least for putting pushing mm-hmm. the idea of putting a human on the moon. Right? But from what I found in reading up on this stuff, even with his famous speech about... We should do this not because it's easy, but because it's hard and all this stuff. In private, he was recorded as saying that he was not all that. He didn't care all that much about putting someone on the moon. This whole thing was about (laughs) beating the Soviets to the moon. The whole space race was a East versus West thing. That's what it was all about. Mm. The every you know the the rah rah let's put someone on the moon and whatever, that was all. Sorry to say, but it was a bit of propaganda just to get people, you know, excited about doing it. And great things came out of it. I'm not trying to downplay it. I'm trying to say the motivating factor behind it was we got to beat the Soviets. And the best way to show them that our way of life is better than their way of life is to show that we can get to the moon before them. And that kick the whole thing off did the soviets have any attempts where they failed before we got there to your to put someone on the moon yeah or did they not even get to a point where they were able to put somebody in a rocket and and attempt it i don't think 
they ever made it as far as to try and attempt to land on the moon. I don't think so. They mm. were definitely the first to put a satellite in orbit. And up until this whole push for the moon landing thing, they were ahead of us or ahead of the United States in terms of how much... You said it right. You said us. You're, you're us, right. meaning the U.S. <laughs> uh, they were ahead of the U.S. in terms of how how much they, they had explored or how much they were able to achieve in space. They put the first satellite up, and that mm -hmm. was a big win for them. Yeah. It was a huge win. It's huge. I actually came across that. I, I won't share it now because it's a bit of a mess, but you can find it. I think it's somewhere in Wikipedia. It's It, it lists all of the missions that the soviets did and the americans did and it lists uh whether the mission was a failure or a success this wasn't just moon landing this was just in general the space missions yeah putting like going up in orbit mm -hmm. or whatever i if i had to guess i would say 98 percent of them were failures they failed so many times wow. both the u.s and and the soviet union it was ridiculous that's crazy so but, That's but fucking crazy. to fail that many times. Imagine being an astronaut in that time. Yeah, for real. <laughs> you know that emoji where the sweat bead is. Right but there. imagine that no country today, at least not the United States, would suffer that many failures and continue on the program. Forget about it. People would be crying about the money spent the people who have died or whatever. There would there was there's no way. There's no way. And these guys, like I said, the motivation was was the whole East versus West thing. It was about which yeah. you know kind of society here is going to come out on top. And that meant that they threw everything they had at it. And they spent billions. That's crazy. Billions to do it. But That's crazy. What you you guys are trying to you oh, you guys want to go to the moon? <laughs> oh, we're assholes. Guess what? <laughs> Let's see. Let's see who can get there first. <laughs> and then here come the Americans. So there's a new segment, Cynic, that I want to introduce. Oh, yeah. Called What Did We Learn Today? Today's the first day of a new segment. And let's uh, let's see. Let's see how this rolls. Let's see if this even makes the cutting room floor. <laughs> but what did we learn today, Cynic? One thing that I learned was about the flag, that, you know, the, the whole explanation with the flag and understanding. Mm -hmm. You said less, less gravity, gravity, right? I thought yeah. there isn't any, but less gravity it would make sense why the flag wouldn't move and it didn't and in that in those two pictures that you that you showed us where the astronaut is changing position but the flag is in the same exact position because the camera is mounted in the same position it really does lend to to that explanation so I, that definitely was something that that uh was soothing to the american in me and i'm proud to be an american <laughs> you silly silly goose what'd you learn today cynic I learned, I actually, while doing the research, I learned that there's plans to go back to the moon. Uh. So for all you people who said it was fake, no, we're talking about going back. So there is the same way we had Apollo missions or the Apollo project. Mm -hmm. the, the name you need to keep in mind now is Artemis because Artemis is the planned project that starts off by going back to the moon. Is this uh, through SpaceX? This is NASA in collaboration with 
some commercial enterprises. I don't know yet. I don't know if it's clear yet. Didn't they close NASA down though? No. No, no. What they did was they stopped funding. They yeah, they they basically cut their funding and they couldn't use their own shuttles to put people in space anymore. So we were we were using at first other countries to send our astronauts into space and then once the commercial uh, the private sector took off and we're now using them for things like sending up equipment or whatever but um if you if you don't if you haven't noticed there haven't been any shuttles launched in years well SpaceX just had a launch not too long ago no i'm talking about the the you know the space shuttle the one we're used to seeing that NASA launches? Yeah, 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 yeah. That hasn't been launched in years. Yeah, that's why I thought that they were they were done though because No, no, they they still exist, but they 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 rely on other companies now, private oh, okay. companies like SpaceX yeah. to get stuff up there or to get astronauts. Now I think they sent the first astronauts um with a private company. I think that happened just recently actually. So NASA exists and the plan long term is to put people on Mars. Yes. And that's what Artemis is for. Artemis will go back to the moon. Um, they're going to have they have plans to put some sort of a intermittent uh, space station that will be orbiting the moon, uh, where the astronauts will go to, be able to like get their stuff together, sort of launch from there to go to the to Mars. But the it's a three phase thing, three step thing, and the Artemis one is supposed to. I think in 2021, supposed to launch. Speaking of Mars, if you haven't seen Away on Netflix, ladies and gentlemen, oh, take away, the time yeah. to see that freaking show. Away I binged annoyed it. me a little bit. I, I watched in the first day, all right? In the first day, I watched six episodes consecutively, took a break, watched Mulan, because that's when Mulan dropped, which if you haven't seen Mulan, peep that too. Then went back and watched two more. And there's ten episodes in one season. I took a day break and then I and I killed the the, the last two the day after. But watch that freaking show. Why did it get you upset, Cynic? I know we're up against it. I'm hitting with the quote, but why yeah, why'd you just, say it got you mad? So just real quick, so I liked the series. All in all, I liked the series. I was hooked on it. I couldn't just stop watching it. So I will say that. Um, but they just it, it was too much drama, too much drama, like this is a personal opinion thing like i love those kinds of shows mm -hmm. because i love space i love you know that, that topic in general mm -hmm. and i don't mind drama i'm used to it it's part of television and film but this one it seemed like they just tried to fit every piece of every moment with some overly dramatic situation and at some point it was just like i just wanted to vomit it's like it's too much it's too much now can we just get back to the main storyline here? We need people and, and like you. We need people a, like you. That's what I learned. A big today. part of the a big part <laughs> of the series was the the relationships. I got that. People don't think that I don't get that. I'm just saying I I don't need that to be like seventy percent of the show for me. And that for me felt like it was seventy percent of the show. I get you. I mean, I think they did a good balance, man. I don't know. I think they did a. I because you kind you kind of soft, son. You kind of soft. <laughs> Hey, listen to me, man. I'm in tune. I'm in tune with my alignment. I will say that. I think I think it wasn't too bad. I do get what you're saying, though. Now that I look back at it and you say that, I'm like, I can see why you thought that. But that never came to me. That thought never came to me when I was watching it because 
for one, it's a show. It's not a documentary. So I know there's going to be some of that intertwined. And just as long as you do it tastefully, I'm cool with it. Mm-hmm. Good, because I know what I'm. I know what I'm here for. But now, if it's a documentary and we're talking about, it's different. You know, it's a different angle. But it was fucking. It's dope, man. You guys check that out. I I definitely recommend it. I don't know if you're gonna watch Eight in One Day like me, but if you do, drop us a comment. We'll love to hear about it. Absolutely. All right, man. It's quote time, man. We got to get the hell out of here. You ready, Cynic? Do that. I gotta go get some dinner. Let's do it, man. The Earth reminded us of a Christmas tree ornament hanging in the blackness of space. As we got farther and farther away, it diminished in size. Finally, it shrank to the size of a marble, the most beautiful marble you can imagine. That beautiful, warm, living object looking so fragile, so delicate, that if you touched it with a finger, it would crumble and fall apart. James Irwin, astronaut. And that reminded me of that awesome picture called Earth Rising. That's the most Im- one of the most impactful photos um, that I felt came out of that whole program. Earth Rising, look it up. It's amazing. Not only will we look it up, Cynic, but we will post it on our social media site. Here we go. At no stone underscore underscore if you want to check that out. Nice. Good stuff, man. All right, ladies and gents. Out. Thank you for joining us, as always. It's like every we'll episode back. is a mission. <laughs> a mission into space. And every episode is putting us right on the brink of catastrophe and death. <laughs> Thanks for hanging tight, guys. We appreciate you. No stone unturned, baby. Catch y'all next week. Same time, same place, same channel. Take care of yourselves and each other. Choose. Peace. always rosy bang bang
Thank you.